Hello beautiful light beam, I'm so happy that you stumbled upon this wee podcast. Soul-led, spirit-driven is your guide, your companion on your spiritual journey. Together, let's explore past lives, life lessons, karmic cycles. Let's learn how to navigate through this earthly life. And together with my astral team, Echo, I hope to make each episode as potent and as informative as I possibly can so that you can slowly unpack all that is human till you get to that beautiful center that is your soul so you can see yourself in your true magnificence. Okay, let's begin. Hello beautiful light beam. Welcome back to the Solid Spirit Driven Podcast. I want to introduce you to a very special guest today, Laura West. Now Laura is a registered nurse, energy healer, psychic medium. She's an author and podcast host. She also was a TV host and dedicated herself to both science and spirituality. The reason I want to introduce you to Laura West is because I wanted to get someone else on here who connects to higher beings, but also has a very active analytical side to themselves. So someone who is both into the scientific exploration of the afterlife, the life beyond the physical world, but also very much in touch with the spiritual perspective. And in my opinion, Laura really fuses both these parts so very well together. She has taken part in multiple international spiritual summits and often teaches about intuition. Uh, Students that are from all over the world. Uh, She has contributed to both national and international journals and magazines, has been invited multiple, multiple times to be a guest on several podcasts. She was also the TV host of Live from the Other Side on the Everyday Woman TV network. So currently... Laura hosts her own podcast called A Guided Life and she has authored her book titled Guided. Laura is dedicating to spreading the word of love and teaching others how to communicate with their spirit guides through intuition and what I really loved about our conversation is that Laura shared her own experience, how she met her spirit guide, which I will let her tell you more about this particular guide, but also very candidly, which I always, always appreciate when guests are so honest and, you know, with us and don't hold anything back, don't dilute anything. And Laura certainly hasn't. And I really love that. And I hope that you will appreciate that too. But What I hope that you will get from this episode is a deeper understanding of your guides, but also that when you're ready, they are ready to connect with you. And in my opinion, it doesn't matter whether you have been um, a left brain type of person most of your life or, you know, very in touch with your intuition, very spiritual. Your guides are ready to connect with you, communicate with you. They will find a way and Laura will bring that perspective into this episode. So I'm very grateful to have had the opportunity to speak to Laura. And of course, I will make sure that all the links are below this episode so that you can easily find Laura and dip into her world a little bit more. Okay, here is Laura West talking about spirit guides. So thank you, Laura, for being on my podcast. Thank you so much. Welcome. 
Well, thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's been, you've been on my list of guests that I really, really <laughs> wanted to have you. We made it work despite the time difference, despite crazy schedules. Um, and I've already introduced you a little bit to my audience, but I would love for you to fill in the gaps and perhaps tell us a little bit more how a registered nurse became psychic and a medium. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, true. So, you know, in my bio, you know, we list all these things that I've done and it sounds like a lot, but it was over several years that a lot of that occurred. And as far as a registered nurse to psychic medium, I'm still a registered nurse. So I still work. And I think that that just has been this innate desire in me to want to help people in a positive way, in the most positive way that I can, while also indulging myself in my love for science and anatomy and the human body and all that goes along with that. So I knew from a, for a while that I wanted to do something in healthcare, because again, I really was fascinated by the, by the human body. And so my nursing journey happened, you know, and other, other sort of grounding things happened where I got married and bought a house, had kids and did all that stuff to where I can sort of establish and still live functionally in this, on this earth <laughs> as a human. And then I started to explore my spirituality more. I want to say that started in 2019. I like to say I had I've had two awakenings. My first awakening was in my teenage years prior to nursing school and, and prior to graduating high school, really, when I had a couple of profound dream visitations, the gosh, now I can't quite remember the order, but they were, I would say around the same time and like, like the same season of my life, at least, uh, my mater, my paternal grandmother was the first of somebody who was close to me to pass away and she passed away from cancer. And that's when I decided I wanted to go into healthcare, uh, to help other people who went through something similar as her. And she has since her passing been, has played a very important role in my spiritual journey. The significant dream that I had with her was the, the night that we had visited her in hospice now she was on a ventilator comatose, you know, there was, it was breathing for her. She, her eyes weren't even open. She was unresponsive. She was in a, on a lot of pain meds. And, and so there was, we didn't converse at all though. I'm sure she knew we were there. And that night I had a dream that she came to me in that dream and when I saw her, she was glowing and vibrant. She was wearing all white. And she, we were, <laughs> I was with my family, that side of the family in my great grandmother's house, who also was alive at that time. And we were all sitting around like in her kitchen, uh, family room area. And then through the front door walks my grandma on arm in arm with my grandfather. We call him, we called him Poppy. He was also alive at the time as well. And when I saw her, I noticed that besides her being, being vibrant and wearing this amazing white <laughs> clothes, like, like very angelic, uh, behind her was just bright white light. Like I couldn't see what was behind her, but I knew at my great grandmother's house, you open the door, you know, there's a car parked there. It's the, the bushes and the trees outside. Um, but in my dream, it was just bright white light. And I said, grandma, I said, grandma, you're all better. That was the first thing I said to her. Cause I had just seen her in hospice, you know? comatose. And she said, yes, I am. And it was the next morning we found out that she had passed and had crossed over. It gives me goosebumps even now when I talk yeah. about it. So, th so that was the, one of the significant dreams that I had leading up to, I would say spiritual awakening. Number one, my second significant dream was I had a dream visitation from Jesus and he was arm in arm with this man, this grayed out arm <laughs> that I knew was masculine. 
He came in through this tunnel. I was in a dark space, but the tunnel was like a pastel rainbow, misty, cloudy tunnel that he came through. And I remember thinking like, gosh, he's kind of short, but I knew it was Jesus because the way he presented was very much like in the Renaissance paintings, what I was sort of brought up with, you know, um, prior to us being more open-minded with what Jesus maybe actually looked like. And when I saw him, I was like, <laughs> kind of like, well, I knew it was a visitation. Like I, I did, I, I knew it was not just a random dream. I knew how real it was. And he came up to me. And the only thing that he asked me was if I would spread his word. And I, a million thoughts went through my mind and I answered back, I'll try. And he was fine with that because then he, he left <laughs> through the same tunnel on the arm of the same masculine arm and, and was gone. And, uh, that stuck with me for years, uh, trying to figure out what that meant. Was I going to feel more Christian? Was I going to become an evangelist? Like to me, spreading his word was that that's what I had been taught growing up in a Christian and Jewish household. When I would go to Christian church, they talked about evangelizing and going on missions and things like that. That's what I thought. Jesus meant. And I was not comfortable with that at all. And so around that time, I found Sylvia Brown books and Sylvia Brown is this amazing, um, spiritualist psychic medium. She has since passed as well, but she wrote lots of books. She was published, published through Hay House and, and I would go to borders, which is like a local bookstore, well, local for the U S to, um, you know, pick buy her books. Cause that was, there was no internet at the time. And so, uh, I read up, read up on her books and everything that she wrote about, I was like, I couldn't get enough. I just was hungry for more information about the other side, about spirit guides. I, that was the first I learned about spirit guides, angels, da, da, da. I mean, it was, it was amazing. She was actually able to explain what the other side was like, and it resonated with me, which made me more confused about the Jesus dream, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> and so part of what she taught was you know, you, everybody has a spirit guide. It was the first time I ever heard about spirit guides and I was intrigued. And, but also at the same time, I'm like, I don't want him to, or I don't want my spirit guide, him or her to just like show up in my room. I don't want to be scared like that, but Mm. I do want to know, like, if I have a spirit guide, who they are, what they are. And so she had said in one of her books, um, to meet your spirit guide, ask them to visit you in a dream. And so I did that. So I guess I had a third significant dream around my awakening because a couple weeks later, I did have a dream about my spirit guide. And how did I know that? Well, there was this, this younger man looked like in his twenties. Uh, and it, again, in this dark space and he's standing there like in a, like in a tunic, you know, from ancient times. And, um, and I just knew to ask him if he was my spirit guide. And he said, yes. And I just asked him the next question that as a human, I feel like is important for us to know, not necessary, but important for us to, to know. And so I asked him for his name and he told me his name is Jason. And then that was it. Like the dream was just as quick and succinct as it was with Jesus. Like that was it. And so that's when I met Jason, my spirit guide, who I'm still very close, close with and work with today. And so that was really what started spiritual awakening. Number one for me was really picking up Sylvia Brown books and learning about spirituality for the first time. And so then I did the nursing thing. I did the college thing. I did the, you know, the family, the house, I did that whole thing. And then in 2019, I went to visit a psychic for the first time. And then this was the the beginning of spiritual awakening number two. And the psychic told me to start meditating. And I had not meditated before that because to me, there were a couple things with meditation that I was either scared of or didn't resonate with. And I thought meditation was for gurus or yogis, people who sat on mountaintops and lotus position for hours or even days on end. And I'm like, that is not, (laughs) I'm too busy for that. And then I also thought, well, I thought meditation was only for like Buddhists or Hindus. Like I didn't think it was for me. 
And then I also was like, well, I know with meditation, you can get in this really deep state. What does your soul leave your body? And then is your body vulnerable to possession? Like all these thoughts would keep me from meditating. So this, the, the psychic medium, she was so great. And there were so many things that she said that were spot on already that when she told me that she wanted me to start meditating and that I was loved and protected, I trusted it. And I'm so glad I did because what that did was, is it led me down this path of honing in on my intuition, which I learned through the help of my guide, Jason, that my intuition was how he communicated with me. And it led me to psychic mediumship. It led me to energy healing. It led me to being guests on summits and sharing my story and my journey. It led me to writing a book and led me to podcasts, et cetera. Like it led me to all these things because I started to say yes to what intuitively felt good. Cause I, I learned what that felt like. So that was the long answer to your question of registered nurse and psychic medium. I still work as a registered nurse and I still very much spiritual and in that space of working with my guides daily, because I feel like it permeates every aspect of my life, whether it's nursing, whether it's family, whether it's deciding, am I, you know, intuitively, am I really hungry or do I just want to taste something that tastes good? And, you know, so it's it's, it permeates every aspect of my life. Wow. What an incredible journey. I love listening to that, Laura, especially because I feel a lot of the parts that you've shared, um, will resonate with a lot of us, um, because, you know, we have dreams and we don't often think that's something, you know, like Jesus came to me big and like, what is that? Probably, you know, I've watched too many movies or something, right? But (laughs) I love that that led you, that planted the seed to kind of get you to explore and follow that thread. Um, And I want to come back in a minute to your guy, Jason. Yeah. but let me just ask you this for a moment. So so you're still working as a nurse because it always fascinates me when a very left-brained person, which I guess being a nurse and being into science you have to be, can still have this beautiful intuitive side to them and both kind of can coexist and even complement each other because you can explain things from a scientific point of view as well as the intuitive spiritual um what is your work in a spiritual arena for our listeners if you can sort of tell us like what do you do yeah so as far as the stuff that i do outside of my nine to five uh is i do uh, readings for people. I love to connect with their guides and do that sort of psychic mediumship readings, energy healing, which I love because I feel like it complements my nursing and my spirituality together, which, um, I feel like just, it really resonates, uh, with me. Um, and I love to teach and I love to educate. So I, I do that with my nursing job now, and I have my uh, master's of science degree in nursing education. So I can utilize the tools that I learned in grad school to help educate in all aspects, including spirituality. And so I have created um, my podcast, which I love having guests come on and share their story. I know Kasia, we're going to have you on there too, um, and to share their story uh, to educate myself and to educate my listeners. Um, I come on other people's platforms to do the same because I love, again, I love to educate, uh, wrote a book to help those who are, uh, you know, on their own spiritual journeys by sharing some stories of vulnerability myself, uh, but also to provide some tools for those who are on their own spiritual journey as well. So for me, it's being able to continue to educate and share with people the love and the support that they have on the other side. And I'm really, really um, taken by guides because I love that they can empathize 
with us in this human journey. I love angels and I love ascended masters. I love all of the other entities that are on our teams as well. I really do. But there's something about guides that just really speak to me. And perhaps it's because it feels like a, like a sibling relationship or even a parental relationship, like whatever it is that we need at the time, I feel like they can provide. And like I said, they can empathize. So they've lived lives on earth. So they know what it is that we're going through. And sometimes if we want to be pissed, like they understand why we're pissed, or if we want to be happy, they're there to celebrate with us because they have been through that too. I feel like that's really important to, to understand our highs and to understand our lows. Um, you know, with whatever human they're, they're guiding and they're connected to. So I think that that's why I've been really, really feel strongly of working with spirit guides um, as well. I think this is why I'm so drawn to you and your work, Laura, because guides, spirit guides resonate with me so deeply as well. And from the beginning and actually when I started going into this work, looking back at my childhood, I was like, oh, so that's who I was talking to. That's who I was, you know, like I started connecting the dots. Um, So you have mentioned so many things that you are doing and and have done written books you teach you do sessions readings you know you speak on platforms you have your own podcast which by the way is called a guided life a guided life we'll link everything up um but uh you have done so much and then you still have your your day job um and I have a question for you around because sometimes we have we're doing something that isn't necessarily spiritual right our day job but then we're also like awakening to this spiritual self with these gifts and then all of a sudden we find ourselves a little bit lost and we go like okay so who am I then am I a nurse or am I a medium am I a psychic like how does it all blend in have you ever had this existential crisis and then like if so how did you navigate through it how did you label yourself or didn't you label yourself oh that's a really good question so when I started having spiritual awakening number two I was all in I was hungry like I was with spiritual awakening number one but at that time in 2019 2020 we have you know, Facebook, we have social media, we have the internet, we have YouTube. So there are a lot more resources at my fingertips. So I was, you know, meditating every day and, you know, channel writing and practicing my mediumship and like offering free readings to family and friends who were willing to sit with me virtually. Cause of course then the pandemic hit. Uh, but I was just, I, I was hungry for more. And there was a time when I was thinking like, do I really want to be a nurse? Do, I mean, this feels so good. I just want to be in between spirit world and <laughs> physical world all the time. And for me, nursing was all, all physical world for me. Um, you know, so, you know, I did have a little bit of what do I do or how do I do it? Or am I supposed to keep doing this? Am I supposed to do this? And, um, you know, what was even more confusing was during that time in 2021, I, you know, I was working part-time in my current job in the clinic and I loved the balance of working, um, you know, two to three days a week and then having the other days where I could, do what I needed to get done at home for the family, but also for myself. And so for me, I thought that if anything was going to change, it was going to be maybe more in the spiritual sense and less in the nursing sense. Uh, But then, so I was really confused when I knew that my guides were leading me to take on the part-time or the full-time job that I have now in nursing. And, uh, and I knew that I was being led that way because of how seamless the transition was. I was kind of interested in it, but I wasn't sure I was apprehensive, but it sounded really cool. It was right up my alley was finishing up my master's degree in nursing education. This role is heavy in educating nurses. 
not every nurse who gets their master's in nursing education gets to teach and still make a decent income outside of a college atmosphere. So I knew that like in my position that I have now, I'm the only one in all of Southern California to have that position for my organization. So I know how lucky I am to have been given that opportunity. I interviewed, I did all that stuff. It was such a seamless process um, that, you know, the, the person who had the role before me was like, you would be great at this job. You should apply. I applied. I got an interview. I got the job. It was just like, and I was still deciding if I, if I wanted this or not, but I went through the motions because I was like, well, I have to at least try, you know, then I, I, I'll always have the option of saying no, if I'm like, absolutely not. But it was almost like against my will. I just felt like the words, yes, I accept. Like it was just, it came out and I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to trust what's happening here. And so for me, I think that that could have looked very different if I didn't have a strong relationship with my intuition and my guides. Like that was really important in the process of trust because <laughs> when our trust is being tested, it's usually tested in the most, in the scariest situations, like a big move or a job change or taking a leap of faith into something. It's, it's never like, Oh, like I'm going to try, I don't know this different kind of coffee drink. It's never like that, right? It's always like these big things that we really do need to put our trust into. And for me, I was I was, it was not lost on me how seamless I keep going with this. Cause it felt like so seamless, everything worked together. And that's how I knew that, okay, I meant to do this. I just have to trust it, that it's right. And just see where it goes. And it has been a blessing. I have been able to do what I love as far as the nursing aspect goes. And I, even though I am full-time, I am balancing it with other aspects of my life. And I work from home. There's just so many amazing things that I can see now. Oh, I get it. Now I know why that happened. Uh, but not to say it wasn't scary to be, to begin with. So, you know, that's, I think that if I hadn't have started that meditative practice, if I hadn't started that journey of honing in my intuition, building a communicative relationship with members of my soul team, because I, I also know my guardian angels very much present. My past loved ones are there. Jesus obviously is there for me as well too, among many others that I meet along the way in that come and go. So I was able to get past that, you know, that, that need to only identify as one or the other. No, I'm just a nurse or no, I'm just a psychic medium or whatever. I'm all of it. And I can see the larger picture of why, what I practice on my own time with my spirituality, my meditative practice, honing my intuition, how that supports me in my role as a nurse and in other aspects of my life as well. So it has become more of a bigger picture for me versus I have to do one or the other, but I'm also very much open to if I need a break from one or if something doesn't resonate anymore, then it doesn't mean that my whole life has to stop. That just means that that aspect of it may, may stop or I'll step away from, but the other things will continue because that's just, that's just life. We have so many things going on at once. So okay, I'm learning to not, yeah, I'm, I'm learning to not just identify with one or wanting to just identify with one. I can see how all the things that I do work together and are meant to be that way because I, I continue to follow my, my intuition and the guidance that I get from the other side. Oh, I loved how you explained this and especially how you've highlighted for us the seeing the bigger picture because I feel we have been as humans so conditioned from birth to label ourselves, to like fit into a category, you know. Um, you know, when you are a baby, you either are an early walker or you're not an early walker, you're an early talker, or you're not an early talker, you know, and then boy or girl, yeah. yeah, and then you're a good or bad child, right? Then as so soon true. as you hit in school, right, they want you to like, well, 
you know, who do you want to be when you grow up? You know, we've got to get specific. We've got to put you onto the right path, doing the right subjects. So you have to like already in grade nine here start to think about these things, right? So it's like every mm-hmm. step of the way. And even, you know, like I'm very familiar with the um entrepreneurial and business world as well and even there you know you have to niche down you have to know who you're talking to you have to label yourself I am here for and so we get this so ingrained in us that I feel like that becomes our focus but that is a very um minuscule way of looking at life because we are of course multi-sensory beings we we are all of it and I love how you said you can see the bigger picture of how it all supports each other, how it flows, and that it's okay that sometimes this part will, you know, fade away a little bit, maybe become a little bit weaker, and so you give more focus to this, and perhaps, you know, after a while it becomes stronger again or it comes back in a different way. Um, And I hope that as my listeners are listening to this, that that will be one of the takeaways for them that you don't have to label yourself like you it doesn't matter what you do because I always say we're all psychic we all have this ability but not everyone is here to be a psychic or a tarot reader or an energy healer right you could be a teacher you could be a nurse and still utilize these beautiful gifts that you have to support the work that you do and you don't have to label yourself. And if you want to do psychic work after hours, fantastic, right? So I love that you have brought this into this episode for us and shared how you mesh it all together. And it's all <laughs> part of it. It's all that makes up Laura, right? In yeah. This, in this lifetime and more. <laughs> Who knows what else is going to come? Yeah. Um, I love that, Laura. And, of course, as a spirit guide teacher and a teacher of intuition as well um a question begs to be asked here tell us more maybe about our guides because I I know that everyone experiences guides or who the benevolent beings that they talk to in a different way some think no there's only one it's the higher self or there's only God. Some only talk to angels. Some believe in spirit guides like you and I. Um, but I would love to hear from your perspective, your experience, like if you can tell us a little bit more about like who our guides are and uh, yeah, lead us into this sort of topic a little bit more. Yeah, absolutely. I've learned a lot about guides in the readings that I've done for people and from my own experience as well. And, and, you know, books and things that I've read as well. And, you know, I find that as I had mentioned before, you know, the guides have lived lives on earth. So they're, they are able to empathize with us. Now guides can be human like beings. Uh, they can come to you like uh, like in an animal form. They can come in like a uh, mystical creature form, dragon, unicorn. Some people also view those as separate types of guides as well. You know, what I've learned with the spirit world is that nothing's wrong. <laughs> nothing's 100% one way or the other, except the basics, like it's all about love. Um, so you know, what resonates for one person doesn't mean, and it doesn't resonate for another. It doesn't mean that's wrong. It's just what it is for them. And that's completely fine. Uh, but from what I've, what I've learned is that in the guides that I, that, that I mostly work with are ones that appear in more of like a, like a human figure. Um, I say this because when I, I've done psychic medium, readings for people where, you know, I see their guides are there, but then I also have, I'll have like a goddess there, or I'll have uh, extraterrestrial there as well. So again, all different kinds. Um, but, uh, as far as, uh, spirit guides and our knowledge of them, um, I've done readings where a guide has told the, the, the sitter, the person that I'm reading for their guide through me, uh, told them that they have actually lived lives together. And I've been told by guides that they will with their person 
switch who's the spirit guide in one life and who lives the life on earth. Like it actually switches. Uh, they're, they're, uh, the spirit guide isn't always a spirit guide and vice versa. Um, yes, spirit guide can be somebody who in one life was like a family member, but not necessarily. I have also heard that spirit guides can, <laughs> can be living a physical life simultaneously as being a spirit guide to the human that they're working with. So your spirit guide who you connect with through meditation, intuition, etc., may also be living a physical life somewhere on earth at the same time. I mean, it's just some of it's like mind blowing. That's why I say we never put limits on spirit mm. because really anything is possible, but the basic understanding of why we even have guides is so that we have somebody who has that spiritual perspective, that larger picture perspective on the other side that can help us guide us, empathize with us, support us and love us unconditionally while we go through this really hard place called earth. And so they are there to do all those things for us. But the important thing that I have learned with, with some guides is that you do have to ask. I have seen it where people have had contracts with their guides. I say contracts. It could have been more like a discussion before they incarnated. I mean, every, I feel like, and what I'm being shown right now, it's that everybody's a little bit different. Some people like the more formalized sit down. Let's come out with, come up with a plan. Some people are more like, you know, yeah, maybe you could do this more fly by the seat of their pants, just like they are in human life. It's very similar. So there's all different kinds. And so it just depends on you as a person. And I would beg to say that how you are now as a person, you could probably imagine how you would have sat with your guide and discussed how this life was going to go. I've had it where guide, where, where a person would, would have told their guides before coming to this life. Don't intervene until I do this. Don't intervene until I say this. Um, I need to try this on my own. I need to figure this out. And so it's almost like they put those, those safeties in place in case they don't know to ask for the help because we get like an amnesia when we come here, you know, we have these awakenings for a reason because we are asleep. <laughs> Essentially, we don't remember until we have these awakenings. Now that's, that's again, most people I've, I've interviewed many people and I can start to see it now in my own self where maybe we came in awake, but we just didn't really have words for it. So anyway, that's a whole nother, another thing, but yes, guides are fantastic like that. You know, you can have more than one uh, guides come and go for different reasons. Uh, you may have a main guide or two or three that, that kind of just sticks with you through your whole life. And perhaps from the moment that you sparked, um, there are guides that will stick with you for your, for your whole lifetime that you're currently having, but they may not come for another lifetime. So there's sort of like a main guide for this life, but you still have that main guide or two or however many that has been with you from the beginning, since the time you sparked, whether you guys sparked together or you sparked first, I, you know, again, there's, there's no limits or rules really to it. Um, but, uh, and then we've got guys that come and go, whether it's, you have a new business venture, you'll have a guide for that. Whether it's, you're about to go through an emotional high or low, you'll have a guide for that. Guides can come in to help you, um, I don't know, develop your mediumship. And it could be more of like an ascended master, but they work very similarly to a guide. Um, so it's just, gosh, it's just, there's so many different things that come along with a guide. It's almost e easier to just like do a reading for somebody and tell them what their guide is like or answer somebody's. Yeah. Like to almost narrow it down that way versus try to give a, cause there's just so many, it could be this, it could be that where it's like, it could be very gray. Um, whereas maybe some people are like, well, that doesn't really help, but it helps to maybe know if they wanted to know for themselves more, but anyway, yeah. Well, so guys it, are it, it does, I think Laura, because we're so again, used to being very much like uh, black and white and there has to be rules and, um, the spirit world, I feel, I always say this to me, it's like, all of us were tapping, whether it's Yukashic records, whether it's to, you know, whatever, the spirit world, talking to angels, talking to God. 
it's like we are standing here witnessing a car accident and then we get interviewed and everyone is going to give a slightly different version of what happened based on their filters, right? So you might have someone, you know, um, who witnessed that car accident who, you know, it's a woman who just, you know, her husband cheated and she hates men in this current moment. So she will say, oh, I saw the guy. It's his fault, right? And then there might be a guy who believes that women are sucky drivers. They're like, I don't know, it was the woman, you know, because women shouldn't be driving. So it's like kind of we having, sure. we're, we're experiencing, I feel like, the spirit world in um, through our filters, but also what, because I feel like, they know how our minds work, how our brains work, how, you know, they know how much to feed us, you know, at once. Sometimes we get these, we get spoon fed little bits of information <laughs> because they know if I give you too yeah. much, you'll spook away, right? And you mentioned <laughs> yeah. that you were scared. Um, you didn't want <laughs> yeah. to see your spirit with your physical eyes because that would be scary. That was me. I remember when my mom passed away and this was before I was, let's say, this state of awakened. And I said to her, please don't come. Please don't let me see you because that's going to freak me out. Like as if it's that easy to actually see spirit. I've learned it's not that easy. Um, But I was like, I don't want to say I could feel her presence and that made it easier, but I didn't want to see her. And then I looked like connecting that actually this fear that I had ever since I was little of being in the dark because I could feel something Um, that actually was holding me back from really experiencing spirits. So I had to heal that. And that's a whole sure. story. But anyways, <laughs> I, I just want to say this is so I love that you are um experiencing the spirit world and therefore guides in a very similar way to me, because for me this is like, oh yay. <laughs> I'm on a right yeah. track, right? Like we like <laughs> yeah. when we get validations like this because it's yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm not making yep. this up. It is like that. Someone else feels it like that too. Yeah. So uh, that's fantastic. Now Okay, let's talk a little bit about your guide, Jason. And um, so he came to you in your dream. We're going back to that time. And how, like, what happened then? Like, how did, because you said he stuck around and you were, you know, working with him. But Mm. what does that mean, working with him? Like, what did that look Mm. like for you? That's a really good question. For me, it was more of an an intuitive knowing that it was him because I wanted to know who's working with me right now. I wanted to know. And so for me, I, it's almost like I, it's like when you're driving in the car, you're in the shower and you start to have a thought and it kind of leads to the stream of consciousness And then it's like an aha moment where something's like, oh, that's why that's like that. So for me, it was kind of like, huh, you know, when I started to, when I started having spiritual awakening number two, I started realizing that I was being intuitively guided, that my guides and other entities from my soul team were communicating with me through my mind. Uh, I don't know how else to say it, um, but this, this was following meditation because meditation taught me how to focus my thoughts so that my mind wasn't cluttered with too many things. And so that meditative practice of, you know, focusing on your breathing and trying to, yes, the thoughts will come, but just kind of letting them go. I didn't realize that what that was doing was sort of paving the way and sort of like cleaning out the communication pipes between this world and the other side for me, um, because psychic mediumship was my, my part of my path. Uh, so that needed to be cleaned out. And so I started to, I went back to Jason because like I said, you know, I had the dream. I met him in my, this was definitely my, my teenage years. I met him. And then I didn't, I mean, I knew about him, but I, I kind of just put the spirituality stuff on the back burner, um, for many, many years. And then 2019 came around and now I'm at, I'm nearly, you know, about 20, 20 plus years later, uh, starting to have spiritual awakening number two. And, 
I remember Jason. I never forgot him, but I didn't really have a, I didn't, I didn't build a relationship with him until I started to explore spirituality again. And he was familiar because I met him before. And so I naturally turned to him to help me on my journey. I naturally turned to him when I was scared to try something new, but I made sure he was there with me. And I started to build that trusting relationship with him that, okay, if I'm going to test out mediumship with people who've passed, not just with guides and entities, loving entities, but like with human spirits, (laughs) I mean, guides are human spirits in a form in a way too, but like people who have passed, I'm like, okay, what if, what if I start seeing dead people? Like, what if they cut, what if I start seeing ghosts? You know, I was, I'm a scaredy cat. So I was scared, but I started to rely on Jason more and doing the work with him. And I, I still do. Um, and so for me, you know, building that relationship, it was very intuitive, but like I said, I, I started to hone that intuitive muscle to know that, okay, this is him or to know what his sign is when I know he's around because meditation helped me to do that. And so I've learned that, you know, what sensation that I get, I do get physical sensation when I know that he's around, whether it's just letting me know he's there or when he um, is trying to tell me something, Uh, whenever I sit in my power before I do a reading for somebody, I always feel him. And I always get his, I call it, it's called a calling card. That's how I was taught by my mentor. I always get his calling card and I feel like a slight pressure, like as if something were touching the top of my forehead. And, uh, I know it's him because his hair is his significant. I remember his hair in my dream. I don't know if you could, you can see a little side note. That's him right there (laughs) in the the picture here. Let me grab it really quick. Wow. Okay. I had an intuitive artist draw him for me based on a description that I gave him because when I first saw him in my dream, he reminded me, I don't know if you remember this movie, the Indian in the cupboard, there was a little boy actor in this movie called the Indian in the cupboard. And when I saw the 20 year old version of my guide, I was like, Oh gosh, he looks a lot like that kid. And so I told the intuitive artist. And so he drew or he painted Jason for me. So this is what he looks like. And his hair was very important. Like his hair was always wavy and like, you know, golden brown. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very, like very handsome, great sense of humor. You know, like, it's like somebody you want to date. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, describing your profile. I know. Hey. Oh, um, I know. It's beautiful. How did you feel when you received this artwork? Did it resonate deeply? Well, yeah. I mean, I felt like, I was like, oh, see, yeah, there he is. Like, he Mm. definitely captured his essence. And it was great. This is a little side note, but what was also really validating was I have a dear friend. She was also a guest on my podcast. And she um, does shamanic journeying and she journeys to, she calls it the lower realms, like the animal guide realms. Mm -hmm. And so when she was, she did one for me and this uh, usually people don't show up uh, in her journeys. Um, But uh, a gentleman for showed up when she was doing mine and great sense of humor. She explained what he looked like. And I said, is this, is this who you saw? And she said, yes, <laughs> I was oh like, my oh my God. God. Yeah, that's Jason. And it was so validating because she saw him and described him the same way that it matched. That, yeah. Validation is so cool when you get it oh. in, in this arena. Yes. It's so important because the work that we do is so intuitive. It's so not tangible that when we can get something that our physical bodies like to receive it's just so exciting yeah so so that's jason yeah so that's jason and so intuition really has helped me to learn when i'm working with him or when i'm working with another guide or um, another entity um, that i just was able to strengthen through meditation that is so cool so all right what about um 
my listeners who might be listening to this now, wondering about their own guides, perhaps they've been shown or told that they have someone, maybe they know who it is, maybe they've met them. But what would you say is a good way to start working with them? If you can share a couple of tips that could get them, you know, going. Yes. I have a couple of tips. I do want to share that there are a lot of guides who are really excited right now because I feel like there's going to be a lot of connecting of your listeners with their guides. So I I sense a lot of excitement right now. Um, So meditation, number one, uh, for, it worked really well for me. And I do want to say that meditation, what's so great about it is that it doesn't just have to be sitting in silence, focusing on breathing that worked really well for me. Guided meditations worked really well for me. And I, I almost feel like I know not everyone can do it, but I do feel like it's, it's a really quick way to get there, um, to hone in on intuition because you really are working to quiet the mind. Nothing's distracting you. But I will say that there are other forms of meditation, walking, dancing, gardening, crafting, whatever zones you out. Some people it's like working on an Excel spreadsheet, whatever, you know, Yeah, whatever. anything that's meditative. Yeah. I find that with knitting and crocheting actually. Perfect. Exactly. So whatever is meditative also allows you to zone out something you don't have to really think about mm. that. You just can like have these aha moments and these thoughts um, these streams of consciousness or whatever you want to call it in the shower or driving. So there's all different ways to get to that meditative state, but I will say that meditation's great. I like guided meditations because I like being given a task, um, and some instructions to remind me, okay, focus on the breathing. So I use guided meditations pretty much all the time. I find that I can sit longer with a guided meditation than just in silence or even with, um, even with some music, I can probably go a little bit longer. I love music. Um, but anyway, so, uh, that I would say worked well for me. So I would recommend that to anybody. Um, and another good one, which may come easier for some people, or it may not come until after they've started meditating. Again, everybody's different. Uh, but what also really worked, especially when it comes to starting a relationship, like a communicative relationship with your guides or any entity on your team, even past loved ones, whatever it is that you want or whoever you want, it is channel writing or download writing. And what that looks like is, and I, and I, let me, let me go back a little bit too. It could also be a channel drawing for people as well. And, and what that looks like is, you know, you get into kind of like a meditative state, but it's a lot less involved in that. Maybe you take a few deep breaths and you just kind of relax your body a little bit. And then maybe you start with a, you know, question for your guide open-ended is better, but you can, if you want to start easy, could do a close ended, like a yes or no. And you just ask your guide a question, you know, I don't know, what's your name <laughs> for some people, what's your name. And to, when you write, when you draw, draw the answer, you just go whatever the first thing that pops in your head. Don't judge it. You can judge it later, but write it down. The first thing that pops in your head. And as you get more comfortable with this, you can write sentences and paragraphs and pages and, you know, go longer. You just write. And what's great about writing is you can always go back and analyze it and judge it later uh, because we're humans. We like to do that, but don't do it while you're writing. Cause you're, you'll kind of break that connection. You'll start to doubt. And it's such a fine line between just trusting and going with the first thing versus you starting to take over and starting to doubt. And it kind of severs that it makes it harder. It can make it harder. So I suggest just the word, whatever word pop into your, pops into your head, whether you hear it, whether you see it, whether you feel it or sense it, whatever you just write it down. And I like that because you can go back to it later at type. I like to use the the laptop when I do that because I can type a lot faster than I can write. And you'll find that sometimes these words just come in so quickly that it can be hard to read, go back and read your handwriting. And then, and then you're like, well, what's the point of that? I can't even read it. Yeah, exactly. So I type faster. So I, I like to use a laptop, but that also helped me to strengthen my intuition while communicating and learning and asking questions about 
for me, it was my guides, but it could be any past loved one. It could be angels, like any entity on the other side has the ability to communicate with you and they want to, and they do, and they love doing it. Um, it's just a matter of us, you know, not blocking ourselves. And, you know, a lot of, um, teachers, spiritual guides, psychic mediums will say that what you're doing there is you're raising your vibration. So, you know, if, if, if you speak more in terms of energy and vibration, getting into that space allows you to raise your vibration because our guides and our entities and are the loving entities on the other side, they're, they're in a space that's of higher vibration. So it just allows us to meet and to connect and, and make that connection and start that communication. I love that. That's incredible. Yes. And, um, meditation, I mean, I'm going to second this meditation is incredible. And, um, I think I want to just add for those of you listening who like me struggle with guided meditations, uh, cause I feel like it actually, for me, it, it, like, I feel like I just want to drift off and create these visuals instead of being in them meditate, which, you are, but anyway, my mind kind of works funny when it's a guided meditation. But what I, I what I was doing actually to help me was I was listening to light language. Um, Ooh. yeah, because uh, light language is kind of like I mean, it's not a guided meditation, but it's someone talking to you, and except they're using you know sounds and vibrations and you know channeling this light language from higher beings which carries a frequency in itself. But when I close my eyes, that creates a meditative state for me very quickly. Um, but Laura has certainly, you've got um, great tips, especially like doing everyday things, right, that are meditative because you know them, like washing dishes or folding the washing or something, you know, like that can be meditative in itself. Um and, and raises your vibration because that's, I guess, important because um, it makes it easier to connect with with them. They lower their vibration. We raise ours. Um, so I really, really love that. Now, Laura, we are sort of now getting to this part of uh, almost being done, unfortunately. But <laughs> is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wished I'd asked? I wouldn't No, I think that I, I feel pretty, pretty, uh, complete, but I do want to sort of round out, um, the story about the dream that I had with Jesus and yes. what he meant about spreading his word. Cause it took me many years to really figure out what he meant by that. And when I started channel writing, I said, well, why not channel Jesus? I mean, he's an entity on the other side. Why not? And so I did. And he came through and what he told me was that, um, the word that I'm to spread is the word of love. And I said that I can do, cause I feel like that I can resonate with that. I feel like is the foundation for all of this. And so that's what he meant. It wasn't to evangelize in the sense that, you know, it's, uh, I'm not trying to spread a religion or anything like that, but just to remind people, um, that, really, you know, love is really important, whether that's through joy or whether that's, you know, really, um, feeling, uh, you know, just showing some kindness to a stranger, uh, all different ways that one can express love. It doesn't have to be like the way we feel for our partner or our children. It could be different from that. And that's okay too. So I wanted to, to share that to round out that story. I think that's perfect that that was perfect that you've mentioned this because that was actually on my mind to come back and ask you because oh. <laughs> so many of us will, would would feel like oh this is it has such a huge mission where do I go what do I do can you be more specific do I need <laughs> yeah. to become religious do I need to be a priest now like where do I where do I go right and you yeah. you channeled this um word and you kind of just by being you and doing you know that bigger picture you know of you version uh you are spreading love whether it's in your day job whether it's by doing readings whether it's coming onto a podcast and and sharing and sprinkling love for everyone yeah. just <laughs> helping us to connect with guides you are definitely doing this and it is so incredibly uh amazing of you that you are not 
sucked into the details of like, but how, but how, you know, the analytical mind likes to do that, but you just feel into it. What does that look like? What does it feel like? What's the bigger picture of it? And um, this is why you're here. And this is why we got to, you know, bathe in your energy today and share in <laughs> your wisdom. And that was so incredible. Now, we have two more things to do because we want to know where we can find you. And also I would love for you to share something very special that my listeners know. I like to ask my guests uh, to share something with us. Um, give us a teaser, a taster, a message, and you have something very special. So take the stage <laughs> and tell us also where to find you, please. Yes, absolutely. So I'm on many different platforms. Well, I say that it's mostly Facebook and um, Instagram as far as my socials. So I can be found at either Guided West 111 or uh, a Guided Life podcast. And uh, that would be for Facebook as well and, and Instagram. Uh, I am on TikTok as, as Guided West. And I do have a YouTube, a Guided Life podcast um, by Laura West. And um, what else? Oh, and then my podcast, A Guided Life, is on all pretty much, not all, but many of the major pl platforms, you know, Apple, Spotify, et cetera. And uh, my book is available. It's called Guided. <laughs> it's like a guided theme. Have you noticed? It's called Love Guided. It. I know. Um, it's it's what I was told to do. So, and it's on Amazon. So that's available there. How did as you well. squeeze writing a book amongst <laughs> all the other things? It just feels like such a huge task. Yeah, that's such a good that's such a good question. And I can see, like, if it weren't me, I would wonder the same thing. <laughs> And all I can say is that if it's spirit led, spirit driven, then I know that I can do it because they give me the motivation and the energy to do it. Um, to, I mean, to write a book, it took me about a year and a half to write the book, which, you know, in some cases, maybe that's considered fast, but that's a long time to keep with something for me at least. And so, and you, you know, the only way I was able well, to, so. I've got children. Yes. And a husband and, um, yeah, my, yep. I know I do. I do have a lot, but at the same time, like if it brings me joy and it makes me happy, I'm excited to do it. And I find the time to do it. Um, the biggest lessons that I've been learning is balance, not only to make sure I have enough to give of myself for my work and my family, but for myself as well. And finding that, that balance and those boundaries. So still working on it, but, um, yeah, if it weren't for spirit, that's, that's where my motivation comes from. And so, you're also yeah. on TV, TV presenter. We didn't even dive uh, into yeah. this. Please just <laughs> well, share this with us before you. I know. Well, okay. So, um, former, yes, I, I don't have the show anymore. I think it's still available on the Everyday Women TV network. It's like a smart channel like Netflix or Hulu that you can upload on your smart TV. And um, on there, I have my show, Life from the Other Side, where I talk to people who either had a near-death experience and, and visited the other side or mediums who work closely with the other side and share their experiences that they, that they have as well. So I think there are about six episodes, five or six episodes up on there. Um, yeah. So that was, that was a lot of fun too. What a wonder yeah. woman. I'm so delighted that you were here. <laughs> All right, let's dive into your card. Yes, yes. Okay, so um, the message I'm going to share is from my, um, it's, it's called From Your Spirit Guides deck. I know it's a little bit hard to yes. see. Oh, the beautiful look at that. Is that a feather? It's feathers, yeah. Oh, I know, I thought beautiful. that was fun. So, um, yeah, so I, I made this deck because... I, you know, so many people that I read for, if I go on and I do like Facebook lives or Instagram lives, uh, and I do readings on there, everybody wants to know, you know, does my guide have a message for me? And so what I did was I created a deck <laughs> where you can, you know, you breathe into it and your guide will let you pick the card that they want you to pick. And so there's your message. So it's just a more yeah. tangible way for you to receive a message from your guide. So the fine dictionary okay. with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, except this is just more like words and sayings on there. So a little bit more straightforward. But anyway, here's the message that 
that um that the guides have for us today and it's just love is all you need which is funny because it's like you know the perfect. mission spread the word of love so yeah. sorry it's backwards but oh it's so perfect. no it's love is all you need you love can read it there that is so yeah. perfect laura thank you so much so I we know. can purchase your cards yeah it's on the make playing cards website my link uh, my link tree has all the links to everything and we will link it all up yeah. so that you can find <laughs> laura oh my goodness i have no doubt that you will be inundated with so many people wanting to know about oh. their guides and tuition and the cards and the book oh of course yes and even how you balance it all so thank you so so much for coming here onto this podcast sprinkling love letting us bathe in your energy in your wisdom and um being so uh, honest about sharing things with us because I feel like when we share these moments that, you know, we we often think, yeah, they're part of us. I don't know if anyone's interested in or if they're too woo-woo. They <laughs> actually help us, right? They help those yeah. who are just awakening, who are going through similar things, who are wondering, am I losing my marbles or is this normal? <laughs> So I am so grateful to you, Laura. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you to you, beautiful light beams. And I will be with you next week. Bye for now. Bye.